Welcome once again to Devotional. This is lesson number two for Sunday, November 18th. Like I said yesterday in our intro to this week's lesson, this week we're going to be talking about different topics, different truths, beliefs that we have as a church. And I'm glad that we're beginning where we should always begin, salvation in Jesus. And I want to invest this little podcast. I mean, there's a lot, like I always tell you, there's a lot. Uh, Please study it on your own. Uh, I want to focus on just one word, one word that shows up in the second part of the lesson where we are supposed to read verses. And I like today because uh, after we are given these verses to read, there's no cheating. You will actually have to read (laughs) these verses and not just say, oh, I'm going to read the paragraph below and try to kind of guess what that verse says. Uh, please resist those temptations. Don't don't get don't, don't develop those bad habits. And if you have those bad habits, <laughs> I'm praying for repentance for you um, that you will go back to reading the Bible because that's the whole point of the lesson, not to study the lesson, to study the Bible. Romans three twenty four and twenty five, First John two two, First John four nine and ten, and then First Peter two twenty one and 20, through twenty four. Um, they all hinge around what Jesus has done for us. How, how is it that he has saved us? And the first verse, Romans 3, 24 to 25, I'm going to focus, like I said, I'm going to focus on just one word. It's one of those first three in Romans, 1 John 2 and 1 John 4. And that word is propitiation. You know, try to do that one for a spelling bee. Propitiation. Um, what in the world is that? Because we read it and we kind of feel that we kind of guess and... It's foggy. So I want to spend some time looking at it uh, for this podcast. Um, First of all, um, propitiation probably means not much at all to us because we don't use that word in our everyday vocabulary. And the reason is, is because it's pretty much a religious, it's a a sanctuary focused word. Uh, In the Septuagint, uh, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament, it actually was used to denote the cover of the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, it was simply just trying to take the Hebrew word, keporet, and uh, translate it to the Greek word, what the Greek equivalent would be for covering, the covering, the cover for the seat, uh, where it would seal that box so that within it would be the law, the rod of Aaron, and the manna. And on that, it would be where the blood got sprinkled. And it was also called the mercy seat. And so this helps us now begin to uh, associate it with something more tangible. Um, And in Hebrew, this whole imagery of the cover where the high priest would come and pour blood, sprinkle blood uh, on the Day of Atonement, it, it gave the imagery of reconciliation by blood. And blood, of course, was the sacrifice of a life. That's when, when uh, in Leviticus, God told Moses to put that, you know, don't eat things strangled because the life is in the blood. That association of life and blood uh, became uh, united there, that symbol. And here we have blood, a sacrifice of a life is, has been provided to bring reconciliation between sinners and God. So one of the the words in the book of Romans, um, in the Greek, hilasterion, that's what it means. And we translate it as propitiation, which, like I said, doesn't doesn't, mean just as much in English as it does in the Greek. (laughs) 
But now I hope by connecting it with the sanctuary and the, the most holy place with the Ark of the Covenant, once a year, God would remove everything that, that separated him from his people. And the only means that that separation could be removed and reconciliation be experienced was by the life, the sacrifice of a life, and that was symbolized by the sprinkling of blood. In 1 John 2 and 1 John 9, we also read that word propitiation, but it's a slightly different Greek word, um, just some technicality, but it does convey a bit different of, or a different emphasis in the translation, and it actually means simply a substitute. Jesus is our substitute, which fits right in with the other one, right? Because what is being sacrificed is someone else's life. Someone else is giving their life in my place. So all of this, I mean, is a rich word. Unfortunately, we haven't invested much time studying what it means, but I'm hoping this will help you as you study Sunday's lesson to get a fuller, richer grasp of what it means that salvation, we experience that in Jesus. And of course, First Peter, though, in those verses you don't read the word um, uh, propitiation, you have some of the most beautiful, uh, tangible, you know, it's not abstract, when Peter says that he bore our sins on the tree and that by his stripes we are healed. Through his life sacrifice, we obtain reconciliation. We are once again brought back to a relationship of children with God, restoring what was once lost. I hope this will help put some um, meat around the, the study of your work, the, the lesson this week for you. Open the Bible, meditate on these verses. It's real. You can have communion once again with God because the separation that your sins, my sins brought between us and God, Jesus has removed that and through his propitiation, through his life sacrifice, you and I today can experience a reconciled relationship with our God and you and I can call him Father.